Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Wallace Chapman. Kia mo tono mai koutou katoa. Coming up on the programme, the government is to largely remove trawl fishing in Auckland's Hauraki Gulf and create 18 new protection areas in a major new plan. Last year's State of Our Gulf report found drastic decreases in fish and bird life, so is it enough? Hauraki Gulf Forum co-chair Nicky McDonald with us today. Household costs, household costs, excuse me, they could increase by $42 a week if forecasts for higher inflation come true. Economists say we discussed that. And stigma of sideline abuse is a chief concern in serious decline of grassroots rugby, referees say. Also on the panel today, should New Zealand be officially renamed Aotearoa? Dr. Dan Hikaroa discusses that on the panel. And this week in 1964, this band arrives in New Zealand. If you were there, what were your memories? Were you at any of the Beatles concerts? Maybe you were outside their hotel watching or screaming on. Love to hear from you. Text us 2101 or email me, the panel at rnz.co.nz. With that, our money heady today, Georgie Stiliano, a government relations consultant and former Minister of Staff. Uh, kia ora, Georgie. Kia ora, Wallace. Good to be here. Nice to have you on the programme. And also with us, Chester Burrows, former National Party Minister. MP and Minister and Archdeacon of Watotara, Chester Kiora. Kiora, good to talk to you, Wallace. Good to have you both on. So, Georgie St- Chester are with me this afternoon and with our story of the day, Rob Kelly. Kiora, Rob. Kiora, Homer, great to be here. Um, I want to talk about something that is extremely close to your heart, Wallace. Oh, and that is. Bring it on. Gossip Girl. Where is she answering? And who am I? That's not a secret I'll never tell. What right, a Rob. banger. XO, XO. <laughs> That's how you sell a show in 12 seconds. Educate me, educate me. I know nothing of Gossip Girl. Oh, is it, is it <laughs> I'm actually going to pass over to Georgia. <laughs> is, it similar, is it similar to the Brady Bunch? Is it with, you no. Know, is, how dare you? Is, yeah. <laughs> and uh, your elevator pitch for Gossip Girl, Georgie? Oh, look, it's about very good-looking rich people in New York, and oh. at the centre of it all is Gossip Girl. And who is Gossip Girl? And that drags yeah. on for approximately 22,000 series. Yeah, it goes forever, and it does get revealed, but we're not doing that today because we wouldn't want to do <laughs> no that spoilers. to anyone. No spoilers. Ch- Chester, Gossip Girl look, or I've, Brady Bunch? I've run informants for years, and I would never... Um, <laughs> Divulge an informant. So, Gossip Girl and I are fairly tight, but uh, I can't have you seen who it? it is. No, have you seen it? wouldn't have a clue. You're not no, a, no, no, a grass, though, are you, Chester? Not, no, not a grass. It's, no. not, <laughs> it's not on just before or after country calendar, is it? <laughs> it's around then. Hey, it's, the, viewing, the viewing numbers do not lie with that viewing pattern. Wallace, what There's Gossip Girl was, was a millennial phenomenon. Right. It was one of the really big TV shows that swept into the kind of void left by the OC and its peers. Uh, and it was about Upper East Side brats, essentially. It was set at a high school uh, for extremely privileged youth in the rich, one of the richest parts of the world. And it was kind of aspirational, but also kind of disgusting. Um, there was a, a kid who was the scholarship kid who was there, who you were supposed to kind of battle with. But he lived in a kind of five-bedroom loft in Brooklyn. Gosh. Like, it wasn't exactly, it wasn't exactly inequality. Relatable. 
Um, but what's happened now, Wallace, is that a remake is being made in, our, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, and it is quite... I'm just going to show Georgie the photo of the oh, cast. This is very Because she's champing at the bit. Um, it is quite weird for this to have happened. So this was a super big show um, for a particular demographic, but it was a hit. It was a massive hit. Was it? Uh, and they're remaking it, and they're maybe not doing the best job in, <laughs> in the world. Well, Georgia, what attracted you to the show? I think the good-looking people. Mm. Um, it was Blake Lively. Yeah. Um, I think it was... I must have watched it when I was in my... Late teens, early twenties. It was just one of those binge-worthy. It was sort of the Friends equivalent. Yeah, just richer and juicier and oh, dirtier. Okay, oh, got you. You Sorry. know of was, Friends. You've heard no, of Friends. No, yeah, yeah, but, but okay. So no, it wasn't like the Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. It's more in that. It's more yeah. in that kind of vein. Yeah, um, yeah. A bunch of seventeen-year-olds all behaving, all being played by twenty-eight-year-olds. <laughs> I think famously, one of the actors was in his thirties. Um, but anyway, what's happening with the remake is that they've uh, made some. Fairly interesting press statements, including uh, these kids wrestle with their privilege in a way I think the original didn't. In light of Black Lives Matter, in light of a lot of things, even going back to Occupy Wall Street, things have shifted for these youths. So, uh, that's from the writer of the show. Yeah. Uh, It's a little bit of a problematic statement (laughs) on on several levels. Uh, And essentially, they seem to be saying that this is going to be woke. But how do you make a show that acknowledges privilege when the premise of the show is about a whole bunch of extremely privileged youth? Yeah. It's very weird. There are all of these statements, like, uh, I think the original Gossip Girl showed a bit of uh, wealth porn, like, look at these cars, or here's a montage oh, of the best plate of food you've ever seen, but we're going to do something different. But that's not the point of the show. So I thought we should talk about what a zeitgeist is and precisely how you write it. Um, so is, does anyone have any examples of something they really enjoyed that got brought back? Uh, Chester? Oh, yeah. oh, my old, um, you know, Hill Street Blues. Yes. The oh. old cop programs. Yeah. But they Brilliant, seem to eh? reinvent rather than, you exactly, know, show yeah. me yes. Z cars or softly, softly, softly in full colour. The Star is Born. <laughs> yeah, yeah star, that was a good yeah, reason. Well, softly, softly. Yeah, Star That's is going Born. Back, I still prefer Christopherson and Streisand. Yeah, Streisand yeah. was brilliant, but you got yeah. to say, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did a terrific job. So that's a, mm. that's a good example. Yeah, oh, yes. So, very good. so yeah. Star is Born, how do you get it right? How do you not do what... I don't want to overdo mm-hmm. how bad I think the Gossip Girl remake looks. Yeah, you're really feeling very, very strongly about this. Right? Well, I just think we should be spending money on stories that are useful. You've got to do it really... <laughs> well, the thing about Star is Born, the second... Well, it was actually the third, third one. Third one. Mm. Um, is that they did it totally differently. Mm. And I thought that was... Original I, music. Yeah, I went to that. thought it was really good as well. Um, one, but the thing about the privilege stuff is that everyone has... And I'm glad you said this because it's a good entry into my I've been thinking. But people who are really privileged don't think they are. Right. Or were. Yeah. 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 And that's as true for Hollywood screenwriters as it is for anyone else. One of the ones I really think has worked incredibly well is the elaborations on the original Morse. Mm-hmm. So there were the Morses, and then there was the Lewis series, and now there's Endeavour, yeah. which is going back and into his And that's going really well, I reckon. That's extremely good, but I yeah. think the cleverness there is you've got a, a new hook. Yeah. You've got something you can do, and, as opposed to trying to 
microwave something that probably should have stayed in the bag. Hey, can I just bring on a side note? Can I ask you, Chester, while I have the while we're talking on this topic, mm. uh, as a former detective, uh, what what do you make of police procedurals mm. or police shows? Do you do you do you sit down with your Milo or your whatever you have and go, oh, that doesn't happen, or, or do you go, that was very well done? Yeah, I do a bit of that. That was very well done. I don't lo- mm. I, I don't watch a whole lot of current TV shows on okay. TV, although I've been watching Broken Wood. Which oh, yeah. is sort of because I was a country cop and country detective, I s- and I quite like that. Was there as high a murder rate in your area <laughs> no, as there in is fact, in Broken you'd be, Yeah, you'd be. <laughs> you'd looking at a massive increase in staff if there was. I'd be a bit worried right. about policing if I was in, uh, in charge of Broken Wood. But um, I, I just quite like that New Zealand take on the sort of rural detective yeah. stuff. Have you but, seen Line of Duty? Yeah, loved what it. Do you, what Absolute, do you think? Yeah, absolutely loved it. Does it ring yeah. true? Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. gosh. But I don't think we've got that level of sophisticated corruption here. You know, that corruption comes in all forms from, you know, the mafioso to the to the cops getting into the uniforms on a day off to go and get half-priced McDonald's. Um, but Not that we're alleging we're, that. New no, Zealand's no. more at the McDonald's end than at the um, line of Pretty duty end. Uh, hey, Rob, thank you very much for that. Really good. Someone says Gilmore Girls came back and it was great. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Kia ora, Rob. What, what uh, worked about that, Georgie? Sorry, well, just very yeah. quickly. <laughs> what, wor- what worked about the Gilmore Girls reboot? What worked? Yeah. Um, I just think it was still relatable. It aged, It hadn't aged the show. The topics, mm. that mother-daughter rapport, it, it's still the, 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 what made that show great was still relevant in today's They society. didn't talk as fast. Oh, well, there that you go. That was good. I noticed that. <laughs> Very good. All right, time for I've Been Thinking. Geordie Siliano, you start. Oh, mine's a little bit of a, a sinister one today, but I have been thinking about yeah. online presence. Um, I've just had a pretty horrible experience. The police are involved now with a man that I um, had never met, and it, it made me review my social media settings and it's probably not something I've looked at this is my Facebook page since I was about 19 and I was quite appalled at how much you could um, decipher about my personal life from my Facebook settings so I have reviewed that thoroughly and really just think it's a worthwhile conversation having especially with young people about what they post online and photos that they might send and really what you put online never can be deleted it's always there. This is a great reminder for all of us, Georgie. Uh, I mean, mm. I don't often think about the settings myself, mm. but for you personally, this must have been really quite um, quite an experience mm. to go through, and I understand still going through. Yeah, and it has mm. been. So I think um, it does make you consider what you do post online. And, and, and nowadays you can, you know, you Google anyone and, and it will return multiple search results usually. Um, and that's the sort of stuff that we don't have control over. But your own social media profile, I definitely think everyone should go home okay. tonight and look at their settings. Mm. Is there, uh, you know, you can, you can, I think you can get advice around this. I think NetSafe as well. Mm-hmm. You can look online. But is there one top of mind piece of advice? What particular type of setting what might it be? So, I mean, the apps are updated so regularly that you just don't think to to review it. But you can turn it off so that you people can't even see your profile photo. Um, for instance, mine is of my fiance and our baby, which probably isn't someone I want a stranger, something I yeah. want a stranger to see. So, I have shut all that down. Now, so the only thing that you can see about me is the city that I live in. 
Yeah, it, we, it's so interesting, Georgia, because we talked about this Chester uh, just last week mm. uh, with a family saying, gosh, you know, when you and I were growing up, I said to my wife, you know, we would have had nothing in terms of photo presence, but here as a little junior, yep. you know, every mm. move is charted and often online. Yeah, mm. that's that's right. What what sort of bothers me, and I'm a bit of a klutz when it comes to this stuff while I'm on Facebook all the time saying really important um, intelligent things all the time but I tried mm-hmm. to tell my kids about use of language and comments and people can see and I was sort of shouted down but now it's so easy to find out what people say and dumb things they've said and you can just go looking if you're interested in following a line on somebody there is so much information there even for someone who's you know, not very ICT literate like I am. No. Kia ora, Georgie. Thank you for, for that. Uh, I've been thinking. Chester Borrow is your turn. Well, it relates to that white privilege thing that we've been talking a little bit about lately. And we were at a, my wife Ella and I were at a um, 50th birthday party on Saturday night and met up with someone who, was, who made the comment, you know, this white privilege, I'm waiting for it to happen because I never had any white privilege. And it was interesting because he was a dentist and his early 50s I suppose and so when I and you know to be honest I wasn't I didn't pull it all to bits but you just need to I I can't understand why intelligent people can't see that the fact that for instance their parents or grandparents were educated in their first language makes a big impact on their life today as a child or grandchild of those people and and just those sorts of things the scene is set as to what your prospects are, what your job prospects are, your um, your life prospects, the suburbs you're going to live in, how you can achieve, how much you can earn, and what is going to be available to you is significant. People people who are Pakeha like I am, um, and not um, part Samoan like my wife and kids, you know, right. they don't. We don't know what it's like to be followed around a shop to make sure we don't shoplift anything, or to be told. To, to be told when they're looking through a shop, I think you'd be more happy with what you'll find over there because this is obviously too expensive for you. Um, turn down a loan, turn down rental accommodation, um, not extended credit, those sorts of things. And the conglomeration of all these little things actually do add up to something called white privilege. It's not necessarily whether you feel you're privileged, and my comment earlier is that most Pākehā people don't think, you know, I work for everything I've got, rah, rah, rah. It's not about that. It's about whether or not you were your um, opportunities were privileged over somebody else based on ethnicity, mm. and that is a real thing. Kia ora, Chester. Thank you so much for that. Chester Burroughs, George Estiliano with me this afternoon. A couple of our texts here. As an ex-drug squad detective, the wire is so close to the truth.